at the second day of his testimony before the U.S. Senate, the Fed President Jerome Powell tried to walk back a part of his hawkish comments of the day before, saying that there is no decision made about the next Federal Reserve's interest rate hike, which could, well, not be a 50 basis point hike. But no luck, because the fresh jobs data came in stronger than expected in the U.S. yet again, keeping the Federal Reserve hawks well alert before Friday's most important and most expected U.S. jobs data. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So bulls in European equities didn't really get washed out by the Federal Reserve hawks for some reason that I ignore, as the DAX index, for example, closed yesterday's session higher at the wake of Jerome Powell's first day of testimony before the U.S. Senate, which clearly went badly hawkish on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. Why? Well, it could be that the better-than-expected jump in the month of January in industrial production in Germany, for example, may have somehow helped send the DAX index higher on Wednesday's trading session, along with further decline in the German 10-year yields, for example, from the March peak levels that we saw a couple of sessions ago. But beyond Germany, the GDP growth in the Eurozone was nil in the fourth quarter of last year and slowed more than expected on a yearly basis. And well, we know that the European Central Bank is not not going to move a finger to boost the European economy because all the European policymakers want at this moment is to abate inflation. And while the expectation is that not only that the European Central Bank will hike by 50 basis points at this month's monetary policy meeting, but there will be 150 basis point hike from now until summer. And Christian Lagarde had said it, remember? 50 basis point hike, then another 50 basis point hike, then another 50 basis point hike until inflation in the Eurozone comes down. And, well, all that hawkishness around the European Central Bank policy fueled the European yields to the highest, highest levels seen since the Eurozone's debt crisis more than a decade ago, which is, well, fundamentally not good news for equity traders per se. And while the euro is now also losing ground against uh, the stronger US dollar across the board as the hawks on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean look very, very threatening these days. Now, a softer euro could actually be good or encouraging for some European businesses as a cheaper euro boosts sales abroad outside the eurozone. But it is obviously a bad thing for abating inflation in Europe as it makes the cost of energy and the cost of raw materials more expensive for the European businesses and that obviously boosts inflation and inflation expectations. So the more hawkish the Federal Reserve expectations across the Atlantic Ocean, the higher the US dollar across the board, the higher the US dollar, well the higher the inflation pressure elsewhere in the world like in the Eurozone and the rising inflation pressure means higher interest rate hikes from uh, the central banks around the world and uh, prospects of slower economy. So I don't really really understand why the European stocks are or have been so waterproof faced with the sinking euro and the rising yields across the eurozone countries. They should at some point give in to a selling pressure. But for now, 
it's not really the case. Now, in the U.S., Powell's second day of uh, testimony before the Senate was as hawkish as the first one, with one little exception, though. And that was that Jerome Powell added a very, very small tweak to his Tuesday's language. And he said that the data, the economic data, will actually determine whether the Federal Reserve would increase the interest rate hikes and the pace of the interest rate hikes, but, but that no decision has been made on this just yet. What does that mean? He was surprised yesterday to see that the market was just too reactive to his words after the activity on Federal Reserve Fund's futures just heated up to match a 70% probability for a 50 basis point hike in two weeks' time instead of a 25 basis point hike. Well, if Jerome Powell's intention yesterday was to cool down and play down the 50 basis point hike bets yesterday... Well, it didn't go according to the plan because at some point that probability even went above the 80% level as both the ADP report from the US and the JOLS job openings data came in hotter than expected yet again. The ADP printed 242,000 new private job additions in the month of February in the US versus 200,000 expected by analysts while job openings in the US eased from last month's peak. Uh, happily, but not as much as investors and analysts expected. In other words, the U.S. jobs data was again just too strong to soften the Federal Reserve hawk's hand. The U.S. two-year yield so extended its advance above the 5% psychological mark, while the U.S. 10-year yield hovered around the 4% psychological level. Now, this widening gap between the U.S. 2 and the U.S. 10-year yield boosts the recession odds in the U.S., obviously, because the higher the interest rate hikes today means a higher chance of a recession in the future. So that 4% mark for the U.S. 10-year yield is still in line in the sand that bond investors don't want to breach, simply because higher short-term yields mean higher recession odds. But the S&P 500 swung between small gains and small losses yesterday, despite the recession odds. The strong jobs data didn't let much space for funded gains, but during Powell's indecision about the next rate hike in the US helped the S&P 500 eke out a small gain to the end of yesterday's trading session. And Really, it's unbelievable how the equity markets and equity investors remain reluctant to a further sell-off in the equity markets, but we will see what happens in the coming hours. In the FX, the US dollar index extended gains above the 100-day moving average, and today, investors will mostly spend the trading session digesting Jerome Powell's hawkish testimony to the Senate this week. The major shift in the US rate high expectations is a result of it, and the strong jobs data. We will also watch the weekly jobless claims in the U.S. and, well, pray that the February NFP print in the U.S. doesn't surprise to the upside as it has been the case for the ADP report. As such, we could actually see some relief across the financial markets and even a correction after two difficult days of uh, trading for risk assets. But investors will likely refrain from opening fresh uh, and big positions before Friday's U.S. jobs data because... Well, only God knows what could happen when that data falls in. Because keep in mind that risks are still two-sided as a soft data from the U.S. could easily spur a risk rally at the 
uh, actual market conditions. Now, of course, the rapid surge in the US dollar weighs on many, many markets out there because besides the major currencies and the pressure on equities, well, metals and energy prices are also suffering big time due to rising US yields and a stronger US dollar. Gold, for example, which was supposed to have a great, great year, remember, is now in the bearish consolidation zone because the price is now below the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on the November to February rally and is now testing the 100-day moving average level, which stands a couple of dollars above the $1,800 psychological level to the downside. Below that level, the 200-day moving average will be inside for the bears, and that's around $17.75 per ounce. And on the other hand, the American crude had failed big time this week, holding on to its gains above the 100-day moving average psychological and important and most watched level, and dropped nearly $5 per barrel since uh, it traded above this level, although crude oil inventories in the U.S. unexpectedly fell last week. That was basically good news, but it didn't work. It now looks like the rising recession odds due to the hawkish Federal Reserve expectations is now the new reason why the oil bears are out there and selling. Now, one gentleman uh, remains absolutely convinced that oil stocks will continue to do fine despite uh, falling oil prices across the globe, and that's Warren Buffett, whose Berkshire Hathaway continued buying more Occidental Petroleum stocks recently. Well, uh, Berkshire Hathaway now owns around 22% of Occidental Petroleum stocks, but the stock price is finding it hard to clear the 50-day moving average resistance to the upside, even after the news. And that trajectory will obviously depend on where the crude oil prices are headed next. And well, bears in the oil markets continue leading the dance, unfortunately, due to the rising recession odds across the globe. And well, China... China doesn't really help much uh, improving the mood these days. After the meager 5% growth target that they announced at the start of this week, the slowdown in the Chinese inflation to a year low announced this morning hints that the post-COVID economic growth, economic recovery in China may indeed not be as magic as many imagined. And while speaking of China, the U.S. is now looking to pass a bill some call it TikTok bill, which could ban TikTok in the U.S. due to national security reasons as the tensions between U.S. and China become tighter these days. Well, that kind of sucks for youngsters who love TikTok's short videos, but the likes of Meta, Google and Snap will be actually rubbing their hands because they will be hoping to catch a part of the TikTok users back to their own social media platforms that have been well, kind of uh, deserted by the youngster users over the past couple of years. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeka Skardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading.